Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. This is Kelsey Zeiser. I'm a senior editor here at Light Reading, and I'm joined today on the podcast by Jay Patel, Chief Product Officer for Vonage. On this show, Jay and I discuss new developments in Vonage's unified communication services. We'll also take a look at a few customer use cases for Vonage's voice and video APIs, including Domino's Pizza and Siemens, as well as looking at some telehealth use cases. We'll do all that right after the break. This podcast is sponsored by Nokia, proud builder of IP and optical communications infrastructure, the beating heart of the networks that keep us all going. Nokia IP and Optical, the foundation for what's to come. So welcome to the Light Reading Podcast, Jay. It's good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So wanted to talk to you today a little bit about unified communications and Vonage's approach there. I imagine there's been some changes as there have been in the world, (laughs) just kind of across the board over the last year. So what sort of changes are you seeing in customer demand or customer requests for unified communications? In the the contactless world we're now in right now, we've seen a, a, a pretty dramatic change where customers are looking to really differentiate with their uh, in, in end customers and provide the really great interactions for them to try to grow their relationships with their end customers because now it's contactless. And the, the previous times they may have been had physical interactions with their customers. Mm-hmm. So now they really rely on kind of the, the omni-channel methods, voice, video, and chat to really be able to allow customers to interact with them anywhere that the customer may want to. And we've just seen this accelerating. This is something we've always known is going to happen, but in this contextless world, it's really more and more important to deliver the experience the way the customers want them. Right. So I imagine that, you know, video would be really important. Um, Are you seeing more demand for that, for example? Yeah, no, that's a great uh, question. And and what I say is a a lot of companies are rethinking or businesses are rethinking how they can engage with their end customers and using video as a way to do that. And it's actually in some ways you can think of it uh, with COVID, you're now in a context where you could just say, oh, what was me? You know, I can't really engage <laughs> with customers in, in the way I'm normally. But there are many companies saying, well, this is an opportunity for me to reach customers I never could. Because mm-hmm. there's no boundary of physical uh, distance anymore. They can deliver their products and services remotely through video. Uh, and we've got a great web, you know, video API WebRTC product that allows uh, customers to embed secure video communications really simply with just a few lines of code, add that to your application and just completely rethink whether it's telehealth or others, which we'll dive in a little bit later, but there's all kinds of use cases. We even have one customer that's rethinking how to do dating, <laughs> you know, the dating <laughs> app. And, you know, they know that they, people can't have dates, physical dates anymore. So they're going to do a video date basically. And so uh, every industry is really rethinking how they can really engage with their end customers and keep that, you know, keep their businesses growing. Yeah. I think a, a video date's great. I mean, if it, if the first date doesn't go well, you can just pretend that your connection fails and <laughs> you've got to get going. Um, so you mentioned uh, video APIs and the, the telehealth use case. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you're using video APIs and telehealth and how the approach to telehealth has changed? Yeah, so, uh, you know, given obviously with contactlessness, you know, customers or, or, or people want to talk to their physicians or caregivers without having risk of, you know, getting the, the virus. So they, you know, telemedicine type of use cases are much more important. 
with Vonage, you get a very secure HIPAA uh, uh, compliant solution that allows you to kind of interact with your end customers. Um, our, our application is completely based on WebRTC, which means you can open it with any browser or any other application if you want to, aside some more other more complicated native solutions, which require a download or an application. We could have uh, companies build these tele telemedicine applications and just engage you all through the browser. What's mm -hmm. really unique about this though, is that many companies want to interact with their patient records and their communications in a single application. Mm -hmm. So this uh, care, this uh, company that's providing the tele telemedicine solutions can actually integrate the patient's records with the actual conversation. So the, you know, the, uh, the physician doesn't have to look through multiple screens and, oh, let me see what your records show, what, you know, what's going on. They can interact on a constant basis or take notes or log in the information. And that gets you know, seamlessly interacted. And that's really what's important about what we provide as a, as a company, which is unique to a lot of other companies. Our API platform allows you to integrate communications into your core platform that you're trying to do. And that com combination of communications and the data is really what you know sets a, a lot of companies apart from their customer experience. Yeah, I had a telehealth call a few months ago and I was surprised at how um, easy it was and um, quick and you know it was kind of nice not having to drive down to the doctor's office and that right. sounds like a great benefit to um, customers and also to doctors to just be able to have everything in one location um, where they don't have to you know go searching for certain files like you mentioned. Um, Another interesting use case I know has come out with Vonage recently was your voice APIs um, and the UC services you're providing Domino's Pizza. And I don't know if it's the same for you. I've been seeing a lot of commercials for Domino's lately. <laughs> I suppose we're all eating a lot more pizza than we were. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about that partnership and, and how they're using um, those voice APIs? Yeah, you know, it's, it was a great partnership. Domino's is one of the companies at forefront of, you know, leveraging technology to rethink their customer engagement. Uh, and they've really made it really seamless and easy for you to order pizza and get it picked up or delivered or what have you. Uh, in our case, you know, we, we were not only supplying communications for all of their franchisees, but they were looking for some more intelligence. They're using this voice, voice API for you to basically check the status of your order, right? If you maybe mm -hmm. you're not on a mobile app, you want to call in and say, okay, I just placed this order. Is it ready for me to pick up? Uh, tracking of that, that order, uh, routing the order to the right, uh, you know, uh, uh, store or maybe even the right person they can be able to check you know where, where exactly is this uh, pizza you know they're trying to make that seamless that experience so seamless and so easy that it, you know it's really to redefining them as a company that's how they're competing when you compare the, the their competitors the large other pizza franchises they really just made it super easy for you to get a pizza <laughs> you know, it's it's they've done a fantastic job and we've been happy to kind of help collaborate with them to, to use our technology to help them identify ways to do that yeah, I think that's a that's a great point um, that the ease of access is really important. Um, I know that we've delivered a few things or ordered some food that, you know, sometimes we got our neighbor's order um, and then there was a the whole hassle of like going back and forth with the restaurant and at that point you're hangry. <laughs> Yeah, you I mean, don't you know. don't want to be calling the restaurant. They say, okay, who are you? Well, you got my caller ID. You know who I am. You should be able to tell and then say, oh, I'm sorry, right? Your order right. was sent the wrong place. And those are some of the things that Donovan's doing is with this kind of integrated platform, they can easily integrate the, the caller in and know exactly what that person's calling. Because, you know, it's taking away from their employees' time too. If they can quickly respond to that customer, it's not just, it's also a better customer experience, but also it makes them much more efficient as an organization. 
Yeah. So they can use it to, um, I think you said to track the order the whole way. So if there's any issues along the way, or it does get, you know, perhaps delivered to the wrong house, they can go back and look at that log and fix things. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been helpful when our order went missing um, because a lot of these apps are, you know, third-party companies running the app and then the restaurant doesn't have really a lot of control over who's delivering it. Um, It's creating a lot of problems, I think. And that's where you see the problems, but those companies that are controlling that as part of their customer experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and of course, Domino's have got the wherewithal, they're, you know, leading uh, kind of franchise in this space. And they really are at the forefront of integrating and leveraging and building their own solutions and leveraging our, you know, what we do is abstract all the complexity of communications, right? We make it really simple and they know the best workflow. They know how to, the workflow they want to do and the combination of the two together is what delivers that superior customer experience. Are they able to then go back later and look at the um, data or analytics of some of these interactions with their customers and identify, uh, you know, some trends, maybe some common pain points or, or issues with these know, They can uh, put the analytics on this and understand, okay, these are issues or maybe these stores are having more challenges that they're not being as responsive. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting data now. And this is one of the benefits of unified cloud-based unified communications. Mm-hmm all of the data can be extracted and then integrated with other systems. So you can actually improve uh, on the performance and how you're satisfying the customers. Uh, you know, in the past when these systems are separate, you really couldn't link them together. And now you can, you can have all this history of all the calls. You, can, you know how long the calls were, you know how long it took to resolve the customer's issue. You know, even when you do some post-satisfaction surveys, you can understand if those customers were satisfied and what the pain points are. And that all goes together to kind of really improving that, that end experience. Getting a great pizza. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we we touched on this a little bit, but um, how has uh, video usage overall from your customers changed over the last six to nine months? And are they asking for um, uh, new things around uh, what their video can do or where they can access it? What are what are some new trends that you're yeah, seeing? Yeah, our here? demand has been, uh, you know, it has gone through the roof. Since, since <laughs> I mentioned so. You know, we've gone up, you know, between five to seven times, seven X on our video usage on our platform. And, um, you know, not are the, not only is it the, the traditional kind of use cases, what we knew, knew, typically do is telemedicine or uh, tutoring or, or education has been a great vertical for us. Um, but we're seeing other verticals pop up, like I mentioned, the dating uh, use case or uh, even remote shopping is a, is a vertical that's popping up where customers are just sitting in their, in their home and they're doing, you know, they're buying cars. That's, that's one of the use cases we have in, <laughs> yeah. uh, in, uh, in, in a different country. I think it was Korea where companies, you know, a customer going to just sit in their own home and do a, a video tour and a, a salesperson actually walk them through and show them all the features functionality of the car without them ever leaving their home. So we are seeing kind of all these kind of use cases. Video is right now it's becoming more and more well understood and people are more comfortable with it. Um, the technology's gotten a lot better and you know, we provide kind of that robust, easy to use, but secure way of embedding uh, the communications in there. And you know, all the, the type of companies we're looking at, they're thinking out of how to redefine what they're doing and leverage video as a way to interact with their end customers. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned um, keeping those videos secure, and we discussed that as well in the telehealth use case. Um, how do you address security in um, in these unified communications use cases? Yeah, so you know, with with our web RTC platform, you know, all of our connections are, are in a secure uh, framework. 
Uh, we were very, uh, we spent a lot of time on our overall security principles within our company and how we build our platforms. And we have a guiding principles to ensure kind of all the information is, uh, you know, secure or, you know, the information when it's stored, it's stored with an encryption or what have you. So we have a lot of policies to make sure that all of these kind of uh, interactions are, are well understood. Um, you know, there's even just more simple user interface type of things that, you know, can help you with uh, security. Whether, you know, when you get into a video call the first time you're in an application, it'll ask your permission to enable that app to get access to your, you know, mic and speakerphone, uh, mic and speaker. So there's a lot more control the end user can have. And, you know, if they don't want to enable that, they can, right? And they can just say, no, I don't understand what this is, what this, uh, you know, app is trying to do. And I can limit that. Uh, so we've seen a lot more improvements over over time in terms of just the browsers and the operating systems on, app, on PCs that make sure that these video uh, app use cases are, are you know, end user prompted that uh, there's a reason and they're enabling them. So, you know, security is a lot of things. It's the user interface and the controls and the access, but there's also in the platform and how the, the video is sent uh, across the internet and then within Vonage, how is it, you know, stored and, and, uh, and you know, kept. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and with the time we have left, I also wanted to talk about another um, kind of unique partnership that Vonage recently announced with uh, Siemens for a contact center and an offshore wind market. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what that entails. Yeah, so uh, Siemens was, uh, you know, doing this uh, um, alternate energy type of uh, model and they're installing uh, these wind farms, and they needed an ability for remote teams because these could be in all kinds of locations. It could be all over uh, Europe, right? It could be in different parts of the country or different parts of the world. And you're never always going to have a support uh, a system, a staff always located exactly where that issue may be happening. So we, you know, we built, um, you know, with uh, uh, with our Vonage Contact Center offering, which allows remote agents to work in a certain location with them to support any kind of issue that may be coming in that uh, allows Siemens to kind of create these kind of virtual teams to go solve whatever problem that may be happening on the wind farm. So this kind of uh, flexible system that you get in with cloud-based systems is the ability to kind of have agents kind of support their customers no matter where they're at, you know, provide other 24 by seven or, you know, time zone coverage or even geographic coverage uh, without actually, you know, having to, to staff up multiple locations of contact centers. And so, you know, um, Siemens consolidated all of their agents support under our platform and this really brings together like a, a really great superior customer experience because one thing is that the customers are always going to get the best trained agents to solve their issues and, and by doing that they're able to solve the customers issues as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Are there any new um, contact center features that have come out or have been especially popular since the pandemic started? Yeah, I mean, one of the things we've always supported is a, a WebRTC-based calling. So that's always been really popular is that we're seeing a lot of contact centers that were physical on old on-prem systems. And, you know, they couldn't have their agents in the office because of the, the issue that we're having. And so that in itself has been a tremendous kind of a, a benefit for us is to have our, our agents to be able to remote. And then one of the features we have is that we have a product called Conversation Analyzer. And what that does is it records all the conversations, transcribes them, and it gives some post analysis on things that work or help during that uh, agent uh, customer interaction. And so as we're getting into more and more remote use cases where you might not have a supervisor over the shoulder sitting on, you know, reviewing what, a, what an agent may be doing, supervisors can look post-call and see, okay, these things work, these things didn't work, as they're constantly improving the agent's ability to support the customer. 
Okay. Yeah, definitely helpful to have that feedback after the effect to constantly improve. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Jay. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Great. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time and I hope everybody's keeping safe and uh, look forward to, to talking in the future. Yeah. Hope to see you again soon. Thanks so much. That's it. That's our show for today. A big thank you to, for Jay Patel for his time and insights. Thanks to our amazing producer, Tian Fu, for all his hard work editing the podcast. And also a big thanks to our listeners for tuning in and sharing the podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you have any ideas about a future podcast topic or a potential guest for the show, please email us at editors at lightreading.com. Please also tell a friend to subscribe and thanks for listening to the Light Reading Podcast. We'll see you next time. This podcast is sponsored by Nokia, proud builder of IP and optical communications infrastructure, the beating heart of the networks that keep us all going. Nokia IP and optical, the foundation for what's to come.